before I started going to the gym, I would work, I and I still do, but like I started with a hundred squats a day for a month challenge mm-hmm. a while ago, like maybe 2019 in April. And then I would do it every so often, or I would try to keep doing it months and months and months, get real, whatever. Anyways, I was talking to her because we had to run 400s. We had four rounds. We had to run 400s this morning. And like, I don't love running because I'm alone and I'm in my head. And all I can do is push myself along and either listen to me breathe, like try to talk myself out of keep moving. Don't stop. Just, I just want to catch my breath. Just three steps. Like just, you know, you, you're going to walk, you're going to run again. Like just right. But like that, Jessica, you've only given 40%. You have 60% left to give. Even if you feel like you're dying, we're only working at 40% our max. That's one of the podcasts that I listened to on the way to CrossFit. And they're like, you know, when you think you've reached your potential, you're really at only 40%. So if you think about it, and I'm like, and I was dying today, like I can hammer out some pull-ups scaled, of course. I'm not at the oh, you'll, you'll you'll see see it. You'll see it on social media when I can get the one. It's a goal, right? Like one no, year. I can't wait for it. But um, but so I was talking to her and I was like, you know, we we get out here and me talking to myself to finish running the 400. I'm like, you only got two rounds left. You only got one round left, you know, whatever. But if I can do that, I can sure as shit go do my dishes. I can do my laundry. I can scrub the toilet that I absolutely, like, I can do hard things, right? Or things I don't want to. And I know that it's silly because, like, it's running and cleaning, but it's mindset. It's mindset, yeah. It's about still being able to do so in that running moment. It's not just about running and doing the fitness for you know, strength or weight loss. It's about doing something for you to feel good. Like nobody's ever left the gym. And that's the point of she will. I don't, I care about how you come in, but I care more about how I send you out into that world. And it's about you taking that time. Do, but like that, that, it's doing something, right? It's cardiovascular. You're, you're pumping heart over. It's a happy endorphin. So again, you leave out of there, just starting your day or clearing your head of being like, Wow, that was hard, but I did it. And I showed up for myself. How am I going to show up for myself outside of the gym? That's what I love about adding the mindset into the fitness, connecting that little piece of like, I am a bad bitch. So how am I going to be, if I can do all that and get through my run, why am I settling for mediocre shit in my everyday life? Yeah. It's about, and it's about to making it fun. Like I always tell the girls, Working on ourselves is hard fucking work. It's hard work, but somehow you can always make it fun when you can, right? Making fitness fun as much as you can or or that fun feeling after being accomplished. Same thing with like meal prep or this or that. Like I always put on music. I'm always dancing. I'm always like do something to like uplift the vibe. So it like, again, it adds to you feeling good because when you truly, that's what I learned. I nutrition and fitness to a T, like obsessive. I was two a days. I was restricting my nutrition. I was hitting those macros and I still felt so freaking miserable because I wasn't doing anything for joy. I wasn't doing, I wasn't reaping. I would hit a PR and I'm like, not good enough because I should have hit two and a half more pounds instead of being like, it took me so long to get this PR. Why am I not just excited about, I was always the next moment, next moment, next moment, no, instead of just living in this moment and being proud of like, 
there was a time where I didn't want to live. I got so depressed and my drinking got so bad that I literally was going to the gym just to survive another day. And why couldn't I just celebrate that versus like, it wasn't good enough. I have to do something else. It's right. fine. I wasn't finding the joy in it and I wasn't working with my mindset. Right. right. So I think that's so important. I always, I try to make our fitness fun. Like, all right, I say bad bitch a lot. It's like my thing. I like to be a bad bitch. So we'll do like tempo bad bitches. So I tell them like, if we're in a squat, like hold the squat for a bad bitch second. Like you come to the hole, hold for it. I'm a bad bitch. You come out. Everybody laughs and giggles. But do you know how many DMs and text messages I get of people being like, I was at the grocery store and I had like a confrontation almost. And I said, no, you're a bad bitch. We don't do those things here. Or if they come across something, a, a girl went through a breakup and her mom even said like, what does your coach say? You handle that like a bad bitch. I'm like, yes, it makes a difference of yeah. how we talk to ourselves yeah. and that mindset. And it's so forced in the beginning, but literally I went from not working out to literally starting a working out. I think I was 28 or 29 when I started working out. Right. And I yeah. remember it so hard. Same thing with our mindset. Like when my therapist told me to stick to my five minute journal that I box, I saw this woman who I love and adore Heather Bergeron. She's amazing in the CrossFit world, married to Ben Bergeron. She's my idol. She posted about the five minute journal and I bought it. Cause I was like, I'm doing anything Heather's doing. And then I told my therapist, this is stupid. I can't think of affirmations. I have nothing to be grateful for. And he literally was like, force it for 30 days, force it. And it felt forced, like could not figure out anything I was grateful for. Now that I've been doing it for legit four plus years, I'm like, there's not enough room for me to write what I'm grateful for. Right. Oh but even what happens is what I love about it was easy on my easy days. Right. What happens is on my bad days, it forces me to think about things that I am grateful for, even during my hard moments, because I still don't have easy days every day. Right. And so it makes it easier for me to be like, what are you grateful for today? You're having a bad day. You're having a bad body image day. What can you be grateful for? Right. And changing that mindset and then letting that resonate into our life. And I make the girls do that too. Like, it's so important. Like you said, it's about, it's about doing that for you. And then telling yourself, yes, you can. I can do hard things outside of the gym. So Enagic is a combination of the word energy and magic. Okay. And so Kongen is the Japanese word for return to origin. It means return to origin. And so when these waters are coming into us, like people say, I, the water didn't heal you. The water is putting your body at a state of ease so that it can function the way that it's meant to, so that we're returning back to our health, returning back to ourselves, who we, God intended us to be. Um, and the best way, the way I would explain the water systems to a toddler is um, when someone is having seep, when someone like has passed out and their heart stopped, what do we do? We start pumping energy into them, right? Or we give them those little electric shocks. The machine is a CPR machine for water. Water is coming through pipes. It's go, it's, you know, getting contaminated. It's going through all these crazy processes at the water treatment plants. It goes through this machine, which is pumping it back to life, causes the water molecules to split into hydrogen and oxygen. And the two streams are created. And so it borrows from some of the stream and it goes down the acidic tube. And the other has these, this abundance of, electrons and energy and that's coming out the top tube 
And that is energy. And we're putting it inside of our body. Whoa. So, uh, okay. I mean, I'm like blown away. Like you make water sound magical. It makes me feel magical. Um, why do you drink out of glass versus plastic or metal? Oh, I mean like aluminum is okay. Right? Like, there we go. Stainless steel is okay. Aluminum actually leaches. Um, so this is a great call. So because water is life, water is known as a super solvent and anything it comes in contact to, it's going to start degrading. You think about it when we put rocks in nature and we see these giant holes, water is an erosive thing, right? So when we are using plastic, water is absorbing that. So if you look at bottled water, you'll see that there is a date on it. And it's not because the water has gone bad. It's because the water has sat in plastic too long that it's no longer safe to drink. And so microplastics now are found in human placentas and they're known as endocrine disruptors. They're causing cancer. So water, this is glass is made out of sand. It's a natural occurring material and it's not going to erode as quickly fortified. You will find glass on sand beaches because lightning has struck it and made this. So it's a solid container. And there's this amazing documentary I saw on Gaia. I'll send it to you. It's called The Secret of Water. Okay. And I had watched that right before Jen and I had met in the physical. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know nothing about water. Um, <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Like I am blown it's away. Okay. This is three years in and I'm like actually hearing myself. I'm like, Jessica, you know this? You are impressive right now. Um, and so just like hearing myself speak. <laughs> about it. Um, but yeah, water's a super solvent. So what's great about that is when we get the right type of water, if we're taking, uh, a supplement or whatever, we're actually able to absorb it. So yeah, that's why water prefers glass and not microplastics and plastic. Like you think about it, bottled water companies, they're not making water. They're making plastic to resell you something that you're already paying for for next to nothing in your home and they're giving it back to you in this like plastic wrap that's going to take 400 years in a landfill to degrade. We now know that 95% of things that are saying they're recycled are not even recycled. Um, so it's just like this giant illusion of just, it's just, it's America at like the foundational. And so now we have this product that takes something we already have for next to nothing and gives it this new chance at life literally is like giving life back to the water and we get to share that with everyone and we're reducing our environmental impact along the way with the weight loss i had done zumba i had done weight watchers i had done richer system i had start myself i have been anorexic i have been bulimic So at 30 years old, I decided to alter my body um, and try this route. I prayed on it. I struggled with it. I had no idea how much my weight had held me back in life or what stigma it had left with me. 
I will say that I didn't even know that I didn't think I was worthy of God's love because I thought I should be able to thrive or win or do well in all aspects of my life. And I felt like a failure because I couldn't control my eating, my calories in, calories out, my health and weight loss. And so after I made this adjustment and lost the weight and did the things, I um, grew closer in my walk with Christ. And I, that's a whole nother series or episode or conversation to unpack things on, but you don't know what is holding you back while you're in it. Um, that's why I continue to grow and try to get 1% better every day. Back to the eight week nutrition. So, okay. So the weight loss. So, um, for two years I shrunk, uh, I had the surgery. I lost over a hundred pounds and I've kept it off. That was back in 2012. And I, the first year was the pounds. The second year I just kept shrinking with inches. Right. And I have done a lot of exercising and trying to get my body uh, healthier and healthier. I did have a um, skin removal and muscle repair procedure uh, or tummy tuck if you want to. People apply a stigma to cosmetic surgeries and it uh, it bothers me. So when you say I had a um, skin removal and muscle repair procedure, people are much kinder uh, in their reactions versus I had a tummy tuck. It goes from something making a choice, uh, a healthier lifestyle to a vanity thing. So again, society st stigmatisms. So anyways, that was two years ago. So January of 2021, um, I had that done and it has, nothing has been easy. Like, I don't know how to do easy. You have no idea, but I was pulled too tight and the surgeon wouldn't take accountability for it. So I have been working on my mobility and stretching and I even have a um, stretch mark or like little lesions on my stomach that look like a scar, but it's actually like a giant stretch mark because my skin was pulled too tight and I wasn't able to even do this um, with my arms. So hence seeing a mobility coach and working on my mobility and flexibility and stretching and all the things that goes into mobility. Um, it's a huge focus for me because it's a limitation and I don't want that. And so while I had this great thing happen where I lost a pound of loose skin, I did not have anything extra done. There was no lipo. There was no around the back or not that there's anything wrong with that, but the doctor actually told me that there was no way to get rid of what I had. I was like, can I lose like 15 more pounds? Cause I've always thought I've been overweight, right? My swinging like solid Jessica weight is 165. I graduated well between 163 and 165. I graduated high school and boot camp at 163. And I fluctuate between 163 and 167 regularly. Took me a long time to accept that because I thought the number on the scale defined me, but as you know, if you've listened to my other stuff, uh, numbers do not do fine us. They do not show our value or our worth or what our productivity is. The results from what we do show all of those things, but the numbers do not define us. 
So anyways, I went in and man, I'm just going over all of it. So um, yeah, so I had that done. And so I've been working really hard to change my body. I've never had a body like this. The muscles, the definition, the um, strength, like it is all magical for me because it's a new experience at 40 years old. And I think that um, being fit in 40 is a whole mindset and that I want to inspire and help others get there. Like we're only halfway through our lives, right? If we live to be 80, we still have 40 more years. I'm about to be 41 next month. Woohoo! Webster Dictionary defines communication as a process by which information is exchanged between individuals through common system of symbols, signs, or behaviors. Now, keep that in mind, that last portion. Keep that in mind because we're going to discuss that in depth a little bit further. All right. There are five primary types of communication. We have verbal, which is speaking to one another, right? There's nonverbal. Those are the different attributes the body displays during certain conversations written to include emails and memos and tweets and Facebook posts and uh, contracts and even handwritten letters. If you still do that, listening is a massive form of communication and is said to be one of the most important of the five. And then finally, visual. Visual communication, okay? So that would include the different social media platforms using images to communicate to others to show them this is the body type you want, this is the political faction you should follow, so on and so forth. Does that, are you following with me so far? Yeah, I love it. I'm taking all these notes. So if you see me looking down, it's because oh, I am no. avidly writing and I love them. I I can take a picture of the notes for you and send them to you. Okay. All right. So then when we get into the main aspects of communication, there are actually seven different styles of communicating. The first being assertive. And I'm sure many of you have heard of many of these different communication styles. The first is assertive. It's the most recommended. It relieves, promotes that uh, self-esteem. It's not come off as cocky or conceited. They're just assertive. The individual knows what they want and they go after it. Okay. Then there's aggressive. I think probably all of your listeners have known somebody who has had an aggressive communication style, right? This is where that individual feels the needs, feels needs more important to be, it's more important to them for them to be important than it is for others to be right, wrong, indifferent, okay? They're very aggressive. Then we have the passive aggressive. I know I've known several of these folks in my life where they're very passive on the surface, yet behind the scenes, they're still scheming and the anger's growing and it comes out in different forms. Submissive, which is the number four, 
is those individuals are just simply looking to please. They're trying to avoid contact. They're your yes, yes, sirs, yes, ma'ams. Anything you need, I will do it for you. Absolutely zero, zero confrontation. There's no anger buildup. It's just they're very submissive in nature. Number five is manipulative. Have you known anyone who's been manipulative? All right, these are the scheming, calculating, and just shrewd individuals out there. They will do anything in their power to make sure that they are on top, regardless of who falls beneath them. Could be their wife, could be their child, could be their closest friend. It doesn't matter. Once a manipulator, they will likely always continue down that path. Uh, number six is direct. I think I'm a very direct individual, although I'm also assertive. I'm very direct. I don't mask the message. I don't beat around the bush. I get straight to it. I use clear language and I make my point clear. If it's still not understood, I will try to explain it further. But if it's as clear as it can get, there's nothing more that I can do. And then the, the final, number seven, is the indirect. Those individuals who beat around the bush, which I know far too many of those folks. You know, how was your day? Well, it was, it was good, I suppose. Right. I mean, I did, I did have, you know, what, what, there was one time, but no, it was, it was a great day. All right, just tell me. Right. Don't make me work for it. Right. 